You know what I hate? Boxes. That's something I have run from my entire life, because y'all, none of us are meant to live within a box. I am a woman of many facets, loving things from business to relationships to health and wholeness and faith, and that's what you're going to get here. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Rebecca Danny Show. I like to say I am a black and bougie believer giving you some real honest talk on life. Hello, 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 you guys. First of all, I want to say Happy New Year. Oh my gosh, it's the first episode of 2021. It's pretty crazy that we have uh, made it through 2020 some beautiful things that happened throughout those 12 months and some, you know, some things. We we don't need to go over that. But you guys, happy new year. It's a fresh year. I really, really, really love the new year. I love this little, like that time from December into the first couple weeks of January because it is brewing with so much possibility and so much hope and People are dreaming about what they want to see happen. They're connecting to vision. And yeah, it's just such a fun little, I would say, gap of time (laughs) that me as a feeler, I feel like I'm just like, I can feel and sense a lot of the, the hope in the air during that time. So what I'm going to be talking about today, I am really excited about because I love talking about this subject. Um, I think I like talking about it mainly because as a Christian, there are so many Christians who believe that this subject is very new agey, very woo woo, very, you know, all that kinds of stuff. And I love talking about it because I feel like it's so connected to faith and kingdom and the partnership that we have with the Lord. And so I'm going to be talking today about manifestation and how it is connected to your relationship with Jesus, y'all. So stepping into the new year, I'm constantly, like I said, looking forward, being like, okay, what do I want to see happen this year? What does partnering with the Lord look like? Um, What are some things that, and I'm going to break this down as to when I'm asking these questions, I'm already pulling from an overall vision and purpose and calling that I've been able to identify with the Lord and come down to realizing. And then from there, I'm looking at, okay, what does it look like moving forward in that thing this year and partnering with the Lord to see, uh, yeah, it manifested in my life. So yes, I like to define the term manifestation simply as the journey of faith, partnership, and co-creation of the dreams, desires, and vision of your heart with your creator. Um, I think that this term, again, it almost is deemed so negative, especially within Christian circles, but I love it because I just think it's a term that just so talks about the journey of faith, the process of faith. Um, Manifestation is not something that I produce. It's something that I participate in. I think I have heard a lot of people who are very spiritual and very uh, into new age who talk about manifestation. And the difference that I've been able to recognize is that when they are speaking of it, manifestation seems almost like a thing that I produce. It's something 
I am like the sole part of it. And yes, I've heard some people talk about, you know, surrendering to the universe and all that kinds of stuff and it participating in that uh, journey of manifesting. But what I recognize is that for me, this is me participating in what God's doing. It's me actually saying yes to uh, what he has already deemed is destined for my life what he's already kind of put in front of me and been like this is available to you do you want to partner with me to see this thing happen so really all I'm doing is saying yes to what he's already shown me I'm saying yes to the dreams and the desires and the things that have already been birthed inside of me and I just get to participate which is like such a sweet deal (laughs) y'all really there's times that I see things happen in my life and I'm just like oh my gosh like at the end of the day I know I didn't do that much to make this thing happen like I just said yes and through the Lord's faithfulness through his provision things have popped into my life things have manifested into my life that I have have blown my mind and it's gotten to the point where I'm recognizing oh wow there is a certain flow to this partnership, to this co-creation with the Lord that I feel like uh, we're not, not everyone, but we're not fully recognizing and being able to tap into. And so I just want to talk about my own journey. Um, I actually, this is going to be part one of this specific topic because what I want to do for next week is actually talk more in depth about specific stories, what I've learned along the way, um, things that I've seen manifest in my life, what that process has looked like. Um, how I've personally participated, but really what I want to do today is just kind of like lay a foundation and start at the foundation of manifestation is solely from like, you have to understand who you are as a person, who you are as a child of God, who you are as an image bearer of God. And when you understand that, then you can actually walk along this journey, understanding that these things, I'm not just creating myself. I'm not just making them happen. I'm participating. I'm a player in this game and it becomes such a beautiful process. It's not an easy process, but it becomes such a beautiful process. So, okay, the first few things that I want to talk about when it comes to understanding manifestation is that you need to understand that everything is first birth in the spirit. Every single physical thing that you see, even yourself, was first a thought, a desire, an idea, a dream, a prophecy, a vision. Then it was actually manifested into physical form. The physical is simply an afterthought to the spiritual. It is always secondary because every single thing first began in the spirit. So you must understand that concept before we can really go on this journey. Um, And then once you understand that concept, some other things that are very, very, very important for you to recognize is your identity. Like I said, that you too are a creator. You were made in the likeness and the image of God. And just how God in the beginning of of the world spoke, And things formed, not just into substance, but they took physical form. We have that same creation power within us because the living God dwells within us. So when you start to understand these things, when you start to understand these concepts of recognizing, yes, 
I'm an image bearer. I have been created in the likeness and image of God and I have access. I have that same power that's actually at play that he was using in the beginning of the world. I have that same power within me. So when you understand this in that every dream, every desire, every vision, and every internal longing first begins in the spirit and we have access to that, you start to see, oh, my desires, my dreams, the things that are popping up, the internal longings that I that that pop up on a day-to-day basis or on a yearly basis, whatever, they're not just mine. They're not something that I just randomly thought up. They actually began somewhere. There's things that are placed and we get to have access to just because we are spiritual beings. And I hear this question often, um, you know, especially from believers of, you know, what, what if I get it wrong? What if, you know, the desires or the dreams that I have are not actually from him? Like, what if, you know, I'm making this up myself? And, you know, you could be, (laughs) I think the truth is, is that, that what it, that's like the walk of faith is that you don't know until you try, um, some things to just even like, as I think about that question, as I kind of understand like where that question is even coming from, these are some things that I remember and that even in my own journey, I had to come to terms with and question within my heart and within my intention of like, okay, do I fully understand who I am and what happened to me when I was co-crucified with Christ? So if you've accepted Christ, you've allowed him to come and make his dwelling place inside of you, you are no longer running the show. Sure, the journey of renewing your mind and surrendering is the journey of letting the parts of us die that try to pop up and take the wheel again, but you don't need to be afraid of getting it wrong. Like at the end of the day, faith is literally just trying and testing, walking. It's almost like this idea, like when you walk by faith, there's always going to be mistakes. You're going to make mistakes because I think of faith walking as like you walking in a room with blindfold. And yeah, sure, you might have learned your way around some rooms that you, you know, become familiar with. But when you start to go into other rooms that you don't know, you're going to bump into a few things before you realize where your borders are in that room. So this journey of faith, like the idea of what if I get it wrong? Like, what if I, you know, what if this desire is not from him? What if this idea that popped up is not from him? It's like, you won't know that until you test it until you try it out, until you actually take a step forward. This is exactly why we constantly hear about the grace of the Lord and his grace is sufficient for you because he knows that walking by faith is messy. You're not going to get it right all the time, but it's not your job to get it right. It's your job to say yes and follow the little inkling of guidance that you feel every single day. So when you know that the living God dwells within you, like i I love the scripture, um, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and yet I live. But it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And that life, which I now live in the flesh, meaning in the physical, I live by faith, meaning I rely on and completely trust him in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So the very thought that you may not be hearing from God Or that your desires may not be holier from him is coming from a lack of faith that he has not made himself one with you and that you have not yet been transformed by him. So 
even in my own walk, I had to understand like those questions are already coming from a lack of faith, are already coming from me doubting what he did for me, what he uh, what he made me into, the fact that he's dwelling inside of me, the fact that he, I now know and have the mind of Christ and I get to recognize certain things in the spirit. I get to have access to certain things in the spirit. Like that is true, but it's only true if I believe it. It's only true if I believe it. Um, I mean, again, which I love bringing scripture into this because y'all, it is important all things are possible for those who believe. If you believe that you have the mind of Christ and that you've been co-crucified and that he dwells within you and that he has transformed you, that thing will be made real in your life, but you have to believe it. He's not over here trying to distinguish where he ends and where you begin or which thought or which idea was yours and which one was his. He desired to be one with you and he did that just by going up on the cross, giving his life, and redeeming us. So <laughs> this is called a walk by faith because you will never fully know until it's revealed to you and only he knows the timing of revealing and yet we must walk on. So I love going back to his stories in the Bible. The reason why I'm laying this foundation is because I have heard just so much uh, objection and hesitation to the idea of manifestation and why it's even something that we should learn about and why it's something that we should uh, participate in. I'm like, manifestation is so kingdom. It's so uh, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to, I love the story of Abraham. I constantly go back to this story because Abraham was literally deemed the father of faith, but how many times did he doubt and get it wrong? Um, I mean, I just think about the one part of the story of him basically conceiving with Hagar and you know Sarah being like yeah it's a good idea if you just sleep with my maid servant and it's like at the end of the day everyone's like okay well let's try that out because you know this thing this promise that I heard isn't manifesting the way I thought it was going to manifest so maybe it's going to be through me having sex with your maid servant and <laughs> y'all we all know we we've read the stories that wasn't it it wasn't the way and here's the thing, that's where I recognize and, and something that I've come to know even as I've been walking this journey of faith and as I've been partnering with the Lord to see certain things happen that, man, he does not need you to get this right all the time. He does not need it to be perfectly lined out, having all your ducks in a row and you're just taking every step perfectly. Like you're, there's going to be mistakes made. And so you just have to come to terms with that, that regardless, I get to give myself compassion. I get to give myself love. I get to give myself grace because he's already given those things to you. And I get to trust myself and have fun with this journey. So anyways, all of that to say, manifestation again is the journey of faith, partnership, and co-creation of the dreams, desires, and vision of your heart with your creator. It really is all about partnership. God knew the life he designed you to live, but without your participation, 
he's not just going to make this happen for you. Like we have to participate. Like we have to co-create with him. I mean, actually we don't have to, but we get to. And yeah, that's how you get to see those things, those, those visions that you have in your mind that you, you know, the dreams that you have, the prophecies that you have, like that's how you see those things happen is by us participating with him by saying yes and walking and having faith that those things are all ready for us. So some of the things that I want to walk us through in this episode today is the foundation of, like I said, manifestation. It really starts with identity. It really starts with understanding how this world works, how you work as a child of God, what you have access to, what is available to you. And now I just want to talk about like the stages of manifestation. So these are all things that I've identified in my own journey of walking this out. And I've been able to see after time and time again, like, oh, there's certain things that are required in order to see things manifest in my life. So I'm going to walk through, I have them broken down into five stages. So the first one is getting very, very, very clear on what it is that you're going after. So again, this can be something that the Lord has directly spoken to you. This can be a desire that you have had come up. This can be a dream that you've wanted to see happen for your whole life. It can be a vision, a prophecy, whatever it is. Um, but you need to get extremely clear on what it is that you're going after. So again, I want to break it down right now. I'm just focusing on if you are setting vision for this year, setting vision just for these next 12 months. Okay. Um, overall, one of the things that I do is I look at, you know what? No, I'm going to break this down later. I'll tell you later. I'm going to continue on this. So number two within that, so getting clear on after you want, you must accept that not only do you want this thing that you believe it's yours. Um, the reason why you need to, even as you're going on this journey, even as you've decided like, man, I do want that thing. So let's just say, for example, let's say I'm going to use relationships. Let's just say, you know, you're like, I want to get married and it is a desire that ha- that you've had pop up. I mean, I think that those desires are given to you by the Lord because not every single person has that desire. There are some people who do not desire to be married. But if you have that desire and let's say, you know, we're we're sometimes in that spiritual spiritual world where, you know, people get prophecies. Yeah, I see your husband, whatever, all this kinds of stuff. So you're like, okay, I know the Lord is on this. I really want this thing. But you have to first accept and believe that that thing is already yours, that there is already a spouse that is living, that is breathing, that is walking this earth and that you will end up with. The reason why is because like it says in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, whatever you ask for, first believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you have to, again, like I said, everything starts in the spirit. So I'm going to go back to that foundation. Everything first starts in the spirit. If you are, I'm going to continue with this analogy, are like, oh, I want to get married. And, you know, this is like, I want to start dating and I want to be with a quality man. And you're like, but you're doubting. I don't actually think that's available for me. I don't actually think I'm worthy of a good marriage. I don't think I'm worthy of a good man. I don't think I'm worthy of a healthy relationship. Whatever, whatever lies, limiting beliefs or doubts may be there. Like 
again, you have to actually connect with, do I believe that this thing is available for me? Do I believe that I'm worthy of this thing? Do I believe that God wants to provide this for me? That must first happen because even as you're going down this journey, if you actually have doubt there, if you actually have these things that are at the forefront of your mind and they're more real to you than the fact, than the faith that this thing is available to you, this journey is going to be very, very filled with a lot of disappointment and all of that stuff. But it's like, actually, this is the part of renewing your mind, of connecting to what is true, what is actually available, what is perfect, right, good, pure, holy, all of those things, how it says meditate on those things, keep your mind focused on those things. This is the area of renewing your mind. So getting clear on what you're going after and then accepting that it actually is yours, believing that it's yours even before you have physically seen it. Um, number two would be surrendering the how, the when, and the image of what you think it may look like. Um, <laughs> I can tell you how many times that I have been like, oh, I want this thing. And, you know, I'm going after this this year. And, you know, I've heard the Lord talk to me about this. And so I want to see it happen this year. But in that, <laughs> There is so much within that journey, the gap of deciding that you want it and seeing it actually manifest. The gap is, okay, now I actually have to walk this out day to day and I have to surrender when this thing happens, how it's going to happen and what I think it's supposed to look like when it does happen. Um, I am actually even going to, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story. So I'm going to stick with the same analogy that we were using uh, a little bit ago with relationships because last year, so 2020, well, technically two years ago. So at the end of 2019, I was like, okay, the Lord has, you know, been telling me for a while that, you know, he has a very good husband, a man for me and I want it. <laughs> And I remember it wasn't until like, because a lot of, a lot of my journey with the process of like romance and relationship, um, you guys have heard my story. I've talked about it and, you know, going through a broken engagement, all that kinds of stuff. And, um, that just was such a process of me walking through and recognizing and renewing my mind in that area and starting to believe that this thing was available for me, that having a quality relationship with a man who loved the Lord, with a man who was healthy, with a man who, you know, just all these different things. Um, there was so much that I had to renew my mind on over the last five years. And so I remember towards the end of 2019, I had to, you know, the Lord kind of checked me a little bit and he was like, you know, you say that you want this thing and you say that you're believing me for it, but at the end of the day, you also are not doing anything to partner with me. And I was like, and, and when I, you know, as I'm hearing this, I'm just kind of like, okay, like, what does that look like? I feel like I am doing things. Like I go out in public. I, you know, I'm thinking of like basic things. Like I'm looking around, you know, I've asked a couple men out to coffee and I'm thinking of those like things that I've done, you know, to, uh, in a sense, partner with the Lord. Um, but I started to realize like, 
you know, what he said to me was like, okay, if you want to bring into your life, if you want to be connected and in a relationship with a man who has these specific qualities and characteristics, become the one that you want to attract. And I remember that was such a simple phrase, but I started to realize, oh, I've almost been focusing a lot of my efforts on what can I do externally uh, to see this thing happen. But I started recognizing, oh, how do I actually shift my identity with myself, what I believe to be true about myself, how I love myself, because you always, always, always attract what you believe to be true. Like whatever you have faith for, whatever you believe to be true, you're going to attract. So I kept wondering, why do I keep bringing into my life men who are emotionally unavailable, men who are, you know, not really wanting relationship, men who are up and down, very hot and cold, you know, like, and, and I was just like, I don't understand why this is a consistent pattern in my life. And when I started to actually come back and evaluate even what I saw, like myself, the way that I viewed myself, the way that I loved myself, like I was like, oh, I feel like I am, you know, flaky. Like I can't actually fully commit. Like I had to start to adjust my own beliefs and start to be like, okay, how do I start to love myself in the way that I want someone else to love me? So I went on the journey at the end of 2019 and started to look at, okay, if I really want to see someone come into my life that is, you know, all of these characteristics, all of these traits, he is healthy, he's emotionally available, um, you know, he's not hot and cold, like he's stable, all that kinds of stuff. What are the things that I want to do and how do I make space for that? So some of the things that I started to just practically do was I actually started putting on my calendar, like every Saturday is date day. I started to adjust my client schedule. So when it came to business, I was like, you know what? I'm only going to start doing client meetings on certain days because if I really want to have a relationship and I want to be present in that relationship, I need to start creating boundaries with my work. I need to start um, like having an end to when that stops so that I can actually fully be present in spaces and times with the person that I'm dating, with the person that I end up marrying. And so these were just some basic things. And then I even started thinking, okay, like what are things that make me feel loved? Well, I love flowers. So I'm going to start buying myself flowers consistently. I love being pampered. So I'm going to start getting my nails done. And, you know, I love that feeling that I have when I put makeup on and I get dressed in the morning and I'm looking good and feeling good. And I, I, I just start doing that consistently. Even through quarantine, I was like, you know what? I'm still going to get dressed. I'm still going to put my makeup on. I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. I'm literally going to be sitting in my living room, but I'm going to do it because because it actually makes me feel good. I wasn't doing it for anyone else but me. And so I started to adopt these things. I started to read some books. I even took a singles class, which y'all, that was a really a step of faith because <laughs> I hate, like I always was like, oh, I don't want to take singles classes. And I don't know. It just had this certain, like, I just had this certain idea of like what it would be like to take a singles class. And I was just like, I just don't want to do that. But I felt an invitation, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, called following the spiritual notifications. Um, but I felt a little invitation, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, if at the end of this, 
I'm able to connect with more of the kind of person that I want, um, connect more with like loving myself because the class was very much focused on um, how to like basically what the Lord told me the year before, um, how to become the one that you want to attract. So the class was very focused on how do you um, love yourself in a way that you want to receive love. So it was very focused on self, but then towards the end of the class, we started focusing on, you know, what do you want? What kind of qualities, all that kind of stuff. So it was like, if at the end of the day, I leave this class with a bit more clarity on what I want, the areas of my life that I need to continue working on, all that stuff, then it's a success. So I went through the class. I think it was like, um, I don't actually don't remember how many weeks it was, but it was a few months. And it was amazing, ran by Michael and Lisa Coons. Um, and... I just, even going through that course, like I was just like, okay, I'm getting more and more clear on even my past relational history, you know, the patterns that I have walked through in relationship, the boundaries, the things that I need to grow in when it comes to relationships. I started reading books that I knew like that I wanted to grow in. And you know, the reason why I started doing all of this stuff, because even before the Lord was like, you're not partnering with me on it you know, he was like, you know, you set goals for your business and for your, you know, personal life, for your finances. And I had a year where I focused an entire year on upgrading what I believe to be true about finances, about money. And I remember that the following year, my income tripled and I just started seeing like a lot of things change with my finances. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I intentionally started doing work in this area of my life and then I started to see it upgrade. I started to see fruit manifest in my life. And but for some reason when it came to relationships, specifically romantic, I was like too afraid to do that cuz I was like, well, I don't want to like, you know, manipulate the process. I don't want to, you know, make something happen out of my own will. You know, I don't want to force it. All this different stuff, all these different things that we even hear within Christian circles that can cause us to stay stagnant and not actually partnering with the Lord to see something happening because we're too afraid. We don't trust ourselves, basically. We don't trust that our heart is good, our intentions are good, and we're actually following the Holy Spirit. So, I wasn't really doing any practical steps. Like I was, you know, like I said, doing some things, asking a few people out to coffee, all that stuff, but I wasn't intentional about the action I was taking. So when the Lord actually identified for me, you know, you focused your attention on your finances and you saw fruit begin to manifest. Why are you not doing the same thing in your romantic relationships? Why do you think that you can't do the same thing here? Why do you think that you can't focus and intentionally partner with me to see this thing happen and have faith for it to happen? And I was like, and it just kind of got me stirred up. And I was like, well, huh, I guess I haven't been doing it because I've been told otherwise. Like, I guess I realized that I had some beliefs that were keeping me while well, I'm waiting on the Lord and I'm just going to, he's just going to pop an amazing man in my life one day and I'll just see it. It'll be right before me. We'll lock eyes and it'll just magically happen. <laughs> and yeah, I really, I honestly, I really believe that. Um, <laughs> so as he like is saying this to me and I'm getting confronted with like, oh yeah, there's some pretty bad beliefs that I have when it comes to this. I was like, okay, what, it, what would it look like for me to partner with the Lord? So again, 
had to say that because that is why and part of the reason why I started going on this journey of being intentional and so I started reading books because I looked at okay what did I do when it came to finances I got I got a coach I literally got a money coach Um, I started reading books about money like I was constantly reading books about money and mindset around money and finances and how to manage your finances and all this different stuff I started like doing uh, using budgeting tracking tools and all this different stuff so I was like okay if I did that with finances how can I do practical things like that when it comes to the area of romance and I, so again, I started doing that. I started finding books that talked about uh, relationships, that talked about, I started reading books on boundaries. I started talk, reading books that talked about communication. I started reading books that talked about how, like, loving you and actually um, tending to what you need as a person and um, becoming the one that you want to attract, all of that kinds of stuff. Um, I started making space in my calendar. I started to, like I said, go to uh, singles classes. Um, I actually did start listening to a dating coach. I started listening to her podcast consistently. Um, I even uh, bought a couple dating courses. I even like had a session with this dating coach. And there was just so many things that I was like, you know what? It wouldn't hurt to try. Like at the end of the day, if I do these things and I'm like, oh, well, the you know, nothing happened. I'm not losing anything. And I felt full permission from the Lord to be like, yeah, like do something Tell like, like partner with me, show me that you actually want this, that you have faith for this, that you believe that I desire this for your life. Um, and then one other thing that I started doing was I, um, started using online dating apps and I, and it, it wasn't that I never used them before, but I started using them more intentionally. So meaning like I actually would set aside time to go on and connect with people and start conversations and, you know, see if I matched with anyone. And it was almost like my date nights. So I had like a night a week, or sometimes I would even do like 30 minutes a day where I'd be like, okay, this is my time where I'm going to intentionally go and connect on dating apps with either someone that I've already connected with or people that I hope to connect with. And so I started doing all of that. And I remember, so throughout 2020, I like started connecting with, and I started talking to one person around the beginning of like March. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, wow, this person, like, you know, we have a lot of interest and, you know, we're just getting to know each other. And that happened for like a month and a half, didn't work out. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, and this is the reason why I'm telling you guys this story is because this is, like I said, that in-between process of identifying what you want and then seeing it happen in your life. So I'm still in this process, met someone, started talking, probably talked for like a month and a half. And it just didn't, it just didn't, we weren't a good match. And so then I was like, okay, well, at this point, do I give up? Or do I keep going? Do I keep like doing the things that I'm doing? And I'm telling you, there were so many times, you guys, that I like doubted and was like, oh, this is so stupid. Why am I doing this? This is not going to work. Um, but then I would, I would feel like faith rise again within me. And I'd be like, no, you know what? I believe that the Lord has a quality man out there for me. And so I, you know, kept going and I kept, you know, just connecting with people on online. And, and here's the thing, you want to know why this was even such a big part of faith for me was because I am a through wing four. So I'm very, I have this very like idealistic way of like romance and what is romantic and 
I always thought like meeting someone online is not romantic. <laughs> like I do not want to like meet someone online. I want to like meet him in like, you know, a massive crowd and we lock eyes and then I find, and I realize, oh my God, this is my soulmate. Like I had this idea in my mind, you know, probably watching too much Disney when I was a kid, but I just had such a like, yeah, idealistic way of how I would meet my person. But, and that's why when I was doing online dating apps, I was just like, you know what? I am just going to give into the idea that it can come in any way. This is giving up the how, giving up how I think it's supposed to look, how I think it's supposed to happen. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let go of this idea that we have to meet in person, that he has to be someone that I run into in a random store or at an event or something like that. It can happen in any way. Um, and even in this, I want to also say that there are multiple options to a mate, you guys, to your person. Like at the end of the day, there are so many available options. So I wasn't even looking for this ideal person who is the perfect mate for me. It was like someone that I believe is a good match for where I am in life and that we can grow together, that we're committed to each other and that we can walk through life together. We can build a friendship. We can have, like have strong commitment, all this different kind of stuff. And so, yes. So I'm still telling the story. <laughs> so yes, then I ended up meeting another person and this person I actually ended up meeting in person. So it wasn't online um, and started to get to know him a little bit. And again, it was like another month and a half. And so this is like now around like, I don't know, June or July. I can't remember specifically the month. And I was like, okay, like, let's see where this goes. You know, like this person, um, we have a lot of common interest and uh, similar values and all this kind of stuff. And we're getting to know each other. And then again, a month and a half goes by and nothing happens. And I had so many moments throughout the last 12 months that I was like, like what is happening like okay lord like i do i keep walking forward do i just give up on this or am i trying to make this happen am i doing this out of my you know all those questions kind of came up all those doubts came up am i making this happen myself all those different kinds of stuff and i remember after the second guy and i was just kind of like okay like well I don't feel like that was wasted. Like actually both, both men that I just got to know for a month and a half, there was something that I learned from them. There was actually something I actually grew. Like I remember actually at the end of each of them, I was like, wow, I feel more connected with who I am. I feel more understanding of what I want, more understanding of what I don't want. Like it, I got more and more clear and it was like the more that I became clear on what I wanted, it felt like I was getting closer to the thing that I, the thing that I was originally, uh, started this journey on. And so again, after that second one, I was like, I had a moment where I was like, okay, well, you know, I've gotten to know two guys this year. It's been good. I've grown and, you know, I could just kind of like let it go and maybe I'll just wait for next year. And <laughs> I remember having this, it was just like a little moment of just, deciding should I just give up on this like I'm kind of tired you know I've been intentionally you know going after this stuff doing things um you know coming to the Lord like being like okay what like what okay this is actually pretty funny and a little 
vulnerable. But I remember there was even this moment where, I mean, I tell you guys, this <laughs> process was so uh, humbling and so, uh, like, I just learned so much about myself. And one of the things I realized even on this journey was like, wow, even when it comes to the area of just allowing myself to be giddy in relationship and like show the fact that like I like this person and I'm not going to hold back like my feelings for like what may be popping up like I think that was also a very large part of this process for me particularly because I so had a guard up when it came to relationships even when it came to like if I did have interest in someone or like someone like for some reason, I mean, and this happens all the time. It's like, you don't want to show it. You don't want to actually let them see that you actually are interested in them and that you actually like them. And I had to let go of all of that. Like, I was like, I'm not going to hide. Like if I actually start to grow interest or feelings for someone, I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to try and, uh, dim down like oh I actually am interested in you I would like to get to know you like I just was like I'm gonna let go of me to control any part of this process did I do it perfectly no but I was like I need to let go of that and I need to allow even like the moments where I'm like ooh, I feel excited about seeing this person like be honest and I'm like oh I'm gonna tell this person I feel excited to see you and rather than trying to hide and dim down what was actually coming up for me. So again, this was that middle part of surrendering the how and what I thought it was supposed to look like. I had to let go of so many different things that I had been taught. So many things that I learned, whether it be through media, or through like um, other people's stories or, or just through the church of how this process of dating and coming to uh, connecting romantically with someone was supposed to look like. And so again, like I said, after that second time, I was like, okay, I had a moment where I was like, man, am I done? Uh, I'm kind of tired. But then I was like, no, I actually feel like, again, I had faith rise up in me. And I was like, no, I actually feel more and more closer to like someone that I actually want to spend the rest of my life with. And I was like, okay, no, I'm going to like, I'm still going to have faith for this. I still believe that this thing can happen. And I even like jokingly said at one point, like third time's a charm, you know? And so again, opened up my dating apps again and was just like, okay, let's see. And I again would do the same things, like just take intentional moments to sit down and see if I match with anyone or have conversations or things like that. Um, and I even paid for like a six month subscription on like match.com. Cause I was like, you know what I am going to, if I really believe this, if I really have faith that God has someone for me, yeah, it could be on match.com. It could be in person. It could be anywhere, but I'm just going to like step out and do something that says I have faith for this. And it's almost like investing, let's say, in your business. If you're like, oh, I believe that this business is going to succeed, you're going to invest in something. You're going to put actual money into, okay, I'm going to invest into this business because I believe it's going to bear fruit. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to sow different seeds in different places and see what happens. So what's crazy, and I'm going to tell you about how I met the person I'm with now. 
this is another part of surrendering the how because I <laughs> had this creative just idea that came to me. It was, I wouldn't even call it a creative idea. I'm going to call it a spiritual notification. And it was like, you should open up Bumble again. And I had not used Bumble in probably over 12 months. I had a horrid date experience from that app on like, it was like the summer of 2019. I was like, I will never use that app again. Um, it's funny how we do that very often. One bad experience just deems the entire thing, you know, in the trash. And I have this idea that came up of you should open up your Bumble app again. And I was like, yeah, not doing that. Definitely not going to meet a husband on Bumble. And, (laughs) and it kept like that same like notification, like think of the notifications that come on your phone. It just felt like it was sitting there for like a week. And I was just like, oh my God. Ugh. And so it was like, I finally was like, okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to reopen a Bumble account and I'm going to create an account and you know, who knows? We'll see. And I had a friend who jokingly said, wouldn't that be funny that if you actually like met your husband on Bumble? And I was like, yeah, right. That probably won't happen. And it was just crazy because It was about a week later that I took a spontaneous trip down to see my family in LA, um, was on a train, came back up. And if anybody has used Bumble before, it's very much dependent upon your location. So when I came back home and I finally like was looking on my app, I had all these different people popping up that were from all along the coast. And I was like, oh, cool. And I eventually saw this guy on there that I was like, oh, he's attractive. I actually, you know, love at least what his profile says. And I was like, hmm, I'll swipe, right? Let's just see. Who knows? And we matched. We started talking that same day. We had a FaceTime date. And that man is my now today boyfriend. And (laughs) it's crazy because I was like, there's no way I'm going to meet someone on Bumble. Like, and I actually was like, I don't want that. I don't want that to be my story. (laughs) And I had to let go of it. I literally, this was part of letting go of control of what this process is going to look like, but just simply saying yes to like little inklings, little spiritual notifications that I felt would pop up, little invitations that I felt like, okay, I'm going to try and go down this path. Okay. Like I'm feeling something over here. Let me go to the left. I'm feeling something over here. Let me go to the right. And so this is why I say there is so much in that middle part of deciding what you want and seeing the thing manifested that is letting go of control of the how, the when, and what it's supposed to look like. I'm going to finally move on to number three of my stages (laughs) is that your yes must be surrendered daily. So this is a little bit of what I was talking about of remaining connected to faith and hope. So being honest about where you are, that you don't have to fake faith, but surrendering your doubts so that you can then be filled with faith again. So every single time throughout this process that I was like, okay, I actually doubt this. I doubt that you have a quality man for me. Um, I had to be so honest about that because it was only after I was fully honest and like letting that out that I was able to have faith again that no, I really believe that God has a quality husband out there for me. I really believe that I get to be in relationship with someone who is emotionally available, who is, uh, you know, stable, who is kind and who is patient and all these different things who, you know, has the characteristics of Jesus, all this different stuff. And 
yeah, and I just I got to see that you guys through this space of being honest and surrendering my yes every single day with every little step that I took. So number four, we only have two more. Number four, I would say is follow the spiritual notifications and take action. So you guys have heard me say this a couple times, but there are, like I said, everything first starts in the spirit. It's like the moment that you decide that you want something, there are these things, I would say these little like, I don't know, pieces of food that the Lord leaves on your path. And it's like, I see them as spirit. I like to call them spiritual notifications. I've heard people call them multiple different things, but they're like these little creative ideas that come to you because here's the thing. The moment you decide that you're going to partner with the Lord, he starts to bring the things that you need and little hints and ideas and um, little like things that are going to help you with getting to that end goal, to that end result, to seeing that thing manifested. And I constantly, the moment I decide something and like, I'm like, okay, I want this. God, I believe you for this. And I want to have faith for this. And I'm going to walk this out with you. I want to partner with you to see this thing happen. It's like, I start to see things just show up along the way daily. I mean, all the time, if I pay attention, I see them happen all the time. And it's my job. This is what saying yes is. It's my job to take action, to actually move on those spiritual notifications, to click them, look, using that same analogy, to click them on my phone, to open them up and be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And there's so much room for trial and error here. Like you, how do you really learn how to walk by faith? You try. Um, The Lord's not afraid of you making mistakes. And number five, I would say is that the fruit speaks of your faithfulness. Um, At the end of the day, it is only when you see that thing manifested that you're able to recognize like, oh my God, this is what I've been on that journey. Oh my God, I see that thing that I decided and that the Lord showed me and it's happening now. It's in front of my face and whatever it is, it can be you believing that you're supposed to be a speaker and you believing like, oh, I don't, I don't believe that I can speak. I don't believe I have a message. And then all of a sudden you decide, okay, this may be scary, but I want this thing and I'm going to partner with the Lord to see it happen. And all of a sudden you you find yourself a few years down the road, standing on a stage and you're like, oh my God, it's happening. That thing that I said I was going to have faith for, and that I just started doing small little steps to partner with the Lord every single day. And now I'm walking into it and I'm seeing it manifest it in front of my face. It is only then that you recognize, wow, Not only has the Lord been faithful, but I've been faithful in my yes to him in continuing on that journey and just remaining in hope and faith and belief that he's good, that he wants these things for your life. So as we close this thing out, I want to go back a little bit and then I want to give you guys a little uh, activity to do. So I want to go back and remind you of some of the things that manifestation requires. It requires you to understand your identity as a child, as a son, as a daughter of God, understanding what you have access to, what creative power is within you, and how you actually get to partner with the Lord to see these things happen in your life. Um, It requires faith. It requires surrender. It requires discernment. 
um, a understanding of the spiritual world and an understanding of things being placed before you in order for you to succeed. Literally, the world is made for you to succeed, for you to uh, win, for you to reign, all of those things. So, and it also requires perseverance and it requires action. So, those are things that I have been able to identify even in my own journey. Um, I told you guys one story of something that I've been able to see manifest in my life, but you guys, there's so many other things and I want to, I want to go through more stories next week. Um, I will have a guest on who will just be unpacking that a little bit. So before I leave you guys today, I want to give you one little action, fun activity. So every single year, I make these things called manifestation maps and basically they're vision boards, but I just like the term manifestation maps. Okay. Um, and so how I kind of do it, I do it based upon, you know, whatever 12 months is ahead of me. So for this year, 2021, um, but really where it starts is I would say having this exercise sitting down and it's called 10 years 10 goals and one focus. So looking at, okay, in the next 10 years for the things that the Lord has shown me, the things that he's placed on my heart, the dreams, the visions, the prophecies, all that kinds of stuff, like where do I see myself in 10 years? And you get to do this exercise with the Lord, like dream up, write out as specific as possible. What do you see your relationships looking like? What do you see your career looking like? What do you see your personal life looking like? What is your health going to be like? All, like, I mean, get as specific as possible. I've done this exercise and I constantly am adding to this. It's just a document on my computer and I'm constantly adding to it. The things that I see that pop up, I'm like, oh, let me add that to that. Um, what does your family life look like? Do you have children? All that kinds of stuff, okay? And then once you identify where you see yourself in 10 years, you're going to then bullet point out what would be 10 things that you would need to, like 10 goals that you would need to see happen in order for this vision to manifest in your life? And so I break it down. So basically you have this massive long paragraph of all these different things. You're sitting out, you're just creating vision with the Lord, right? Um, can be connected to your purpose, all of that stuff. It should be connected to your purpose. And then you're writing out, okay, 10 goals. What are 10 things that would really need to happen in my life for this vision to be made manifest in my life. So you break it down to 10 goals and then you go into one focus. Now, what is the first thing that I actually feel life on, hope on, joy on with focusing on and going after? And that can be something that I go after this year. And so that's where, that's from the place that I make my manifestation maps. So for 2021, I made a manifestation map focused on one thing that I was going after this year. And that one thing is like an overall like feeling or essence of what, where I want to be at the end of this 12 months. And that can be broken down into smaller things, but you know, one focus. So the way to do this is you're going to find images that represent the things you want to partner with the Lord on this for this year. Get extremely specific. So when you're finding images, don't just find random things that you're like, oh, well, I want to see let's just say you want to uh, write a book or something like that. And you're like, oh, I want to write this book and I want to work with a certain publishing company. Don't just put on your board that you're, you know, a picture of a random publishing company. Put the exact publishing company that you want to work with. So you want to get very, very, very specific, okay? Um, practically, I use Canva and I use the desktop template. 
Um, and then I load it on the background of my laptop, my iPad, and I even print it out. Reason being is because you want to be reminded every single day what you are believing him for, what you are having faith for this year, what you're partnering with him. And it reminds you, the reason why I like having it on my laptop and my iPad is because that's the thing I open up every single day. So I'm going to see it. My eyes will connect with the photos of what I'm believing him for every single day, multiple times a day. Okay. So I want you guys to do that. And to those who are brave enough, share your maps online and tag me. I would really love to see what you create and what you're going after this year. So all of that to say, remember that his desire for you is to create with you. This is meant to be fun, full of life, joy, and hope for the goodness he wants to display through your life. So catch me back here next week as I welcome on a friend who is also a coach, really excited to have her. And we're going to share some crazy stories of dreams, desires, promises, manifesting in our lives and the lessons we have learned along the journey. So um, thank you guys for listening in today and I will catch you next week. Happy New Year again. And I pray this is such a year where you get to see some radical things manifest it into your life. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in on today's show. I'd love to further connect with you. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Rebecca Danny, on Twitter at the Rebecca Danny, and check out my website. Uh, it's www.therdco.com. Thank you again. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, show your girl some love, and I will catch you real soon.